Amen. All right, well, we have been in a series called The Fight of Faith for some time, and we are going to continue in that. If you didn't hear previous message, I encourage you to go back and uh, listen to those online because they do build on each other. Last time, which was last week, uh, Shelly actually spoke along these lines. So if you missed that, she spoke on worship, and that's online. It's on the, um, on the website. So I'd encourage you to go listen to that. And then she was talking about psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and, and just praising God and staying in an attitude of worship. And then uh, she had some, some psalms that she's written. You know, she didn't sit down and say, I'm going to write a psalm. But that's, that's just coming out of your heart. Just a psalm is just praise to God, you know, the psalms that David wrote or that are all throughout the book of Psalms. But she, she would jot those down either on paper or, or on her phone. And so she read a couple of those. And then she, she um, had one that she put to music and uh, played that. I, you know, we, uh, she sang that and we played that. And that's actually on the recording as well. And uh, I just encourage you, if you missed those, go back and listen. Uh, it'll be a blessing to you. But we've been building um, as we've gone through this series. So we're going to continue that. Tonight, let's go ahead and look at 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. It says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Verse 12, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. As Christians, there is a fight on the earth. Everything isn't automatic, but the Bible, Bible uh, here calls it the good fight of faith. So it's a good fight. There is a fight, but it is the fight of faith. We don't fight the devil. We don't fight sin. Jesus has already taken care of sin. He's already defeated the devil, so we don't have to overcome. We just need to flow with him. The fight that we have is to, to remain in faith, to stay on his side, to believe what God has said in his word and to flow with him and to stay in rest that he will perform what he said he'll perform and to flow with him on the earth. That's the fight of faith. There is a challenge here on the earth. We do have an adversary. We spent some time on that. There is one called Satan and he attempts to um, disrupt the life of the Christian if he can't stop somebody from getting saved you know that's his first first line of attack is to keep people from knowing the truth keep them from coming to the saving knowledge of the lord jesus christ if he can do that then he can influence their lives and ultimately they will go to hell not because god sent them there but because they rejected jesus and um will have the same fate as the devil but it's not god's will jesus the blood of Jesus has paid for every person on the face of the earth, every person that will live, to be right with God, and it's a gift. It's not something that we earn. It's a gift. God holds it out and says, I, I, I'm the only way. Through, this, through his son, Jesus, I'm the only way. Jesus is the only way to God. He, he holds that out to all of humanity and said, you can't come to, to me anyway but by the blood of my son. If you believe on him, confess the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. The Bible says you will be saved. That's how we come to God. But Satan will try to disrupt that and keep people from coming to him. You know, distracts people with other belief systems, other false religions, uh, opinions, 
humanism, anything to just keep people distracted, keep people deceived so they won't come to the knowledge of the truth. But if somebody does come to the saving knowledge of God, of Jesus, comes to God through the saving knowledge of Jesus, then Satan is going to do everything he can to stop them, make them ineffective, make them uh, crippled, basically, in life in any way he can. He doesn't have the authority to do it, because through Jesus, the Christian has been redeemed. But if he can put pressure on a person and get them to agree with him, then he can have access to their life. And so that's what he is doing. So that's why there's a fight. Somebody said, well, why isn't everything just you know, easy on this earth? That's, that's because there is a devil, and he is our adversary. That means one who is against. Now, we don't glorify the devil. He's a defeated foe. He has overcome. He... Uh, is nothing compared to God, and we are in God. God is in us. We just need to know that he exists, Satan exists, that he is our adversary, that he wants to distract us, get us off. We need to know that. Because if you act like there's, there's um, people sometimes just think everything's God. Everything good, bad, and different, it's all God, and that's not true. And some Christians act like there isn't a devil, because God plays that role. They believe God's destroying that's not God. So we need to understand, no, that's the devil. So when you feel pressure, we need to understand, that's not God trying to push you down. That's Satan is going to try to push, bring pressure on you, get you to look away from the truth, get you to look away from God, distract you so that he can get access to you and defeat you. But he has no power, no authority to do it. What's our role? The fight is to stay focused on God and to do what he said. So we've covered some of these things in more detail. Let's look at uh, Romans 10, 17. So we, we spent some time covering this, but I just want to, in passing, as we're going to what we um, are covering tonight, Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And we spent some time covering that. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Psalm 119, 130 says, The entrance of your words gives light. The entrance of God's word gives light. Faith comes by hearing his word. His word brings light. If we know God's word is true and act on it, then it becomes a reality in our lives. We need to know what the Word says, number one. If we don't know what the Word says, there's not going to be faith. We're not going to know what to believe, how to act, just like we were just saying. If we don't understand that we have an adversary, if we think everything's God, then we don't have light on that subject. We may think God is working against us. But when we have the Word of God, that's why we spent time looking at Scriptures. And I encourage you, if you didn't hear those messages and that's new to you, go back. If you think, well, what, there's an adversary? Well, I thought it was everything was God then go back and listen to those messages. Because we go through the Word, that brings light. That brings His truth into our life that we can say, oh, I can see more clearly what's going on. Faith comes. When we see, when we see the Word, faith comes, and it's there. It takes no effort on the part of our intellect or our will to obtain faith. Faith comes when we hear the truth. 
feeding and meditating on the Word will bring light, and it will bring faith. As we feed on the Word and we um, meditate on it, what's meditation? You, 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 you think about it. Meditation, you know, people get into all kinds of weird areas now with meditation, um, and they call all kinds of things meditation. Meditation itself is not bad. It's not a bad word. Uh, certain forms of it are bad. If it's not based on God and the truth of God's word, then yeah, you're meditating, trying to clear your mind of everything. That's not good. You're, you're opening yourself up to evil spirits and things when you're trying to focus on, on uh, things that aren't godly. Some people have said, well, I'm just, med- just going to, whatever is out there, I'm just listening to it. Well, you can hear all kinds of weird stuff. Satan uh, masquerades as an angel of light. And so we, we don't want to get into things that are ungodly, but meditating, that simply means going over the word, thinking about the word. What does the word say? You read it, and then just thinking about that, meditating on it, focusing on it. What does that mean to me? What does that mean in my life? And so if we feed on the Word and meditate on the Word, it's going to bring light and it will bring faith. But we need to exercise or release our faith, and we do that by acting on the Word. So we need to hear the Word. Faith is going to come, but we need to exercise our faith. We need to release faith. We're talking about the fight of faith. We need, so we need faith. If we're going to win in the fight of faith, we need faith. So faith's got to be there. But if we don't exercise our faith, if we don't act on our faith, then we're not going to have the results. Even though God's word's true, even though we could see the truth, if we don't act on it, we're not going to see the results. Sometimes we substitute mental assent for faith mentally agreeing that God's word is true, but not acting on it. So we can have the word, we can see the the light of the word, and we can say, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, we believe that, quote unquote. You know, that's what we believe at our church, you know, people will say. Or yeah, that's what, whatever, our denomination believes. Well, that, see, people can ascribe mentally assent or mentally um, agree that something's true but not act on it. And those are two different things. See, I could say, I could say I I theoretically agree that this pulpit could bear my weight if I were to push down on it. That's not really what it's for. But you know, if I said, yep, yep, I, I think it could. I think it could do that. But if, if I won't put my weight on it, then I don't really believe it. I could say I needed to. If I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I was in a position, I need to put my weight on this, I need to lean up, but yeah, I believe it could take it. I believe it's, I believe it's solid. I mean, it's solid oak. I, a friend of mine made this and, and gave it to me, and it's well made. I mean, this thing is, is solid, and I have no problem. This is holding my weight right now. Just so you know, it's not, it can do that. But if I were to say, yeah, I believe it, I believe it, whoa, I believe it, that's a solid pulpit there. Ooh, look at that. 
Look at how that's carved. Yep, that's, that's solid, all right. That's the, the front's not as solid. That's, 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 that's paneling there. This part's solid. This part's solid. If I were to go, wow, yep, yep, that's, that's amazing. Look at that. Look at the workmanship on that. Yeah, I'm sure that thing could bear my weight. But I just walk around it and, why don't you put your weight on? Oh, I bet you it would hold my weight. I bet you it would. What, if I did that for any length of time, you're looking at me and go, you don't believe that. You don't believe it. Yeah, but I believe it. In my church, we believe that this pulpit is solid and it's strong. That's what we believe, all right. We come and we see it every Sunday and Wednesday. We say, that is a solid pulpit. Ooh, that's a solid pulpit. I bet you that, that, I bet you that could hold somebody's weight. But we don't ever push out it, never put any weight on it. What do we actually believe? If we needed to do it and we wouldn't do it, what, what do we believe? We don't believe that this thing is solid, even though it is, and I can push down on it. We're not going to experientially, we're not going to experience it. Same thing with your chair. You could walk around, you know, these chairs, can't see them on the screen, but they're, they're good, solid church chairs. But if you were walking around a chair and said, yeah, that, that's a solid chair, I believe I could, that could hold my weight, but you're like, no, I just believe I'll stand. What does that say? That says, I'm agreeing with it to some degree, but I, I don't really believe it. Well, how do you, you know, it's not a real practical example for, you know, this to hold my weight, but the chair is. How do I experience the usefulness of a chair and actually being able to take the weight off my feet? I sit in the chair. Well, if I don't act on that, then I will not experience the results. It doesn't matter what I believe. Believing true faith is acting on the word. True faith is acting on what you believe. I was thinking about an example, but I don't think I'll use that. <laughs> we'll, we'll use it like this. You don't want to gamble, so we'll just say it's an investment. <laughs> okay, so let's say there was a, a, an investment opportunity. If you really believed, and you had the money, you really believe something was a surefire return on that investment. You, belie you, you, you believed it, and let's say you had, you know, you're going to put $10,000 that, that you're going to put somewhere, and uh, you say, I believe that this is, there's no, no way this thing will lose money. No way. And you're in the, you know, you're ready, you're in the market to, to invest. 
You say, there's no way, but you're not willing to put your $10,000 there. What does that say about what you actually believe? You may believe it, but let me ask you a question. If you don't invest, are you going to have the benefits of the investment if you don't invest? What if you really, really believe that there's no way that you're going to lose, but you don't invest? Are you going to experience a return on your investment? No. If you really believed it, you would act on it. Period. And so when we're, we're talking about the fight of faith, and we're talking about faith and how it comes, and see, we can, we can intellectualize this. I don't care. You know, people say, well, I'm in the word faith. I I've, I've heard the true word. Do you know you can intellectualize that just like anything else? I don't care if you've heard it your whole life. It can become just church creed and doctrine. This is what I believe. This is what, but, but when it comes to putting any weight on it, I, I, yeah, I believe it, but I'm just going to stand here. I don't know that I really, no. Well, no. What is that? It's mental assent. It's just mentally agreeing, but it's not how, it's not how we're going to get the job done. Not we getting it done. How, how, Satan will try to put pressure on you, get you to get off the word. How do you push through that? Well, we've talked about different aspects. The faith is there. How are you going to see God's word come to pass? The only way God's word becomes a reality to us is when we act on it for ourselves doesn't matter what somebody else did. Oh, I believe that. That's a good story. Nope, it's only if we get in there and we're actually acting on it in our lives for ourselves. So if we're in the middle of a challenge in our lives. And the challenges of life come to everybody. Look at, we're not, I'm not going to emphasize this, but just in passing, John 16, says, these things I have spoken to you, this is Jesus, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He said, in the world you will have tribulation. Will. You're going to have pressure. You're going to have, we've gone through some of those words before, pressure squeezing. That means just a, a pressure coming. You will have that, but he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So if a problem arises, pressure arises, and we have the word on the subject, and we've heard the word, and we've seen the word, and so faith, faith is, comes, How are we going to make it reality in our lives? We're going to have to act like it's true. Satan is going to try to get you. The fight is Satan will try to bring pressure to you to get you to act away from the word, not believe it's true, drop your belief in it, drop your confidence 
and when push comes to shove, not actually follow through. See, God's word is always true. God's word is always right. But if Satan can get you to let go of it and drop it and not act on it, then we've lost that battle. We've lost the fight. The, the fight is just to stay and believe God's word's true. Well, how do you do that? You, we act like it's true. Act like the word's true. Brother Hagen gave uh, an example. You know, he pastored for 12 years. And, you know, he gave an example. There were some situations that had arisen in the church. And he was meeting with what they, they had a board of deacons, and he was meeting with them. And they're all going, what are we going to do? What, what are we going to do about this? And they were all upset and, and go, how are we going to... How are we going to deal with this? What are we going to do? And they were worried and fretful. And he just looked at him and said, we're going to act like the Bible's true. And he said that just made them, it almost just calmed down. Go, and they were like, yeah, it is true, isn't it? He said him just saying that was like, oh, yeah, right. We're going to act like the Bible's true. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. We're going to act like what God said is the right thing, is true. Satan will try to get you to say, what, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? How, how are you going to do it? How, how is this going to work? How is this going to work? What are you going to do? Well, we're going to act like the Bible's true. What is that? It's putting weight on what God said. So what is it if you're saying, what am I going to do? So you're trying to figure it out yourself. How? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do? How? how yeah. How is it going to happen? How? And you're, try, you're getting up here. Well, you don't figure things. You can't figure it out up here anyway. I don't know. So if he can keep you up in the mental realm, he'll just spin you around in circles. Our... Our role is to just act like what God said is true. Act like what the Bible said is right and true in our lives. And stay at rest and peace and believe God's word is what He said it is. It's the truth and that He is able to do what he said. Colossians 1.27, no, before we go to Colossians 1.27, go to 1 John 4.4. 4. It says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. It says, You, have, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Talking about ungodly influences. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He who is in you is greater than anything that you may come in contact with. He who is in you is greater than whatever situation it is that, that's coming up against you. Colossians 1.27 said to them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, the battle has already been won. 
We have already overcome through Jesus anything that we may face. But if it's just mental knowledge, if it's just mental assent, if it's just mental agreement, then in the heat of the battle, when there's pressure, because there is pressure in this world, Jesus said there would be, pressure comes to everybody. If we think that it's just going to be roses, better roses, hey, I read some faith books. Hey, I've heard messages on faith. But if we think then we'll never have a challenge, then when there's a challenge and there's pressure, and then the devil is going to say, what are you going to do? Why is this happening? What is going on? And what he's trying to do is get you out of acting on the word and get you into the mental realm. And if all it is, is mental assent, mental agreement, that's where we'll be whipped in this fight. We'll get we'll get tied up because we'll say, yeah, I don't see it. How? How? What? You're right. We may not say it like that, but that we're saying, yeah, this isn't what they preached. This isn't what I heard on the DVD or on, you know, download. This is not the way it's supposed to go. And that's what Satan loves. Trying to get you focused on what is, what instead of what God said. What do you see? What do you feel? No, it's doing. It's not trying to believe. It's just acting like God's word's true. If God's word were true, how would you speak? How would you act? How would you behave? If it were true, whatever area it is, then how do we act? What do you act like? Are you running around, freaking out? Are you excited? Are you sad? Are you crying? If God's word is true, then how do we act? That's faith. How do you know if you believe something? You're going to act like what God said is true. Doesn't matter what you say as far as what you say about it. Um, in other words, it's, it matters what you say. But if you say, oh, well, yeah, I believe that, but you don't do it, doesn't matter. You, can, you can talk all day. Believing is going to get the job done. We heard somebody that was talking recently. We're talking about watching an exercise video and how, you know, it looks really easy when you see some of the people doing the exercise video. I mean, it's true with anything. You watch professional sports and it looks really easy. They make certain things that are very, very, very difficult look easy. And you're thinking, oh, I could do that. In, the, in an exercise video, you need to look at these people jumping around and doing all these exercises or lifting weights, and they, they don't look like it's bothering them at all. You're like, I could do that. And then you try to do it. Like this person was saying, you're trying to hold the plank, and you, your body's shaking, and you're just like, this is not what it looks like. This doesn't, this is not what it looks like on the video. It looks easy. And see, that's how we are sometimes. We read. We read the Word. We read books. We hear preaching on it. And we're like, yeah, that's what you, yeah, that's what I do too. You hear somebody talking about what they did to walk through something and the pressure, but, and then how they believe God and they got through and the money came or their, their bodies were healed. And you're like, yeah, that, it's easy. I mean, one, two, three, that's it. You're like, that's no problem.
and then pressure comes in our lives, and they're like, well, we're like, wait, wait a minute, this is not supposed to, what? It didn't look like it was, they just said they did this, this, and that, and then boom, and it was done, and wait a minute, what's going on? This isn't the way it's supposed to, I didn't, it didn't look like they were feeling any pressure when they were talking about that. Well, you, you never walked through their shoes. No, when, you know, like this person was talking about the exercise videos, like you get done watching exercise video, you act like it feels like you did something. <laughs> Even if you didn't do anything. Now, when we listen to the word, don't get me wrong, the word is coming and it is building faith, but that's different than exercising faith. Do you know what, what hearing the word is like? That's like you eating natural food. And food is very important if you're going to be in shape. It's a big deal. I mean, with the right types of food you eat is, a, is very important to what you're going to be able to do physically. That's important. But if all you do is eat food, you're not going to grow the muscles or get in the, the, the shape that you want to get in, right? When you're, watch, when you're hearing the Word, you're like, oh yeah, this is easy. And then the first thing, first thing that starts trying to exercise that faith you have to act on, it's like, whoa, this is... This is not what I heard. I thought, I thought this was easy. What? I mean, the way they talked about it, and I heard it, and I was like, yeah, if that ever happened, the pressure, pff, you just speak the word, and you believe it, you act on the word, and pff, one, two, three, it's easy. They did, you, didn't, you didn't get conveyed what it feels like to actually have that weight under you, and you're lifting, you're like, wait a minute. Now, you're not getting into works. I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying there is a pressure. Otherwise, Everybody that's ever heard about faith would just, boom, go to the finish line every time. Why doesn't that happen? We spent a whole bunch of time on that, on the, the sower. And show, there's different things. People fall out at different times. Does that happen or not? Is that true or not? Like somebody said, it, it, a lot of people start well, but it's not in the starting. I was no, I didn't really, I was never a long distance runner. I did cross country like in eighth grade once and that was enough. But you could come out of that line fast, right? That's not what counts. It's when everybody's done and you're coming around the last turn or whatever, then what are you doing? Right? Well, I went off, I was way ahead of everybody for the first hundred feet. What does that mean? That means you're running real fast. So what? Now, we need to understand there is pressure that will come. And what do we do in the middle of that? That's when we act like God's word's true. So right now, everybody can amen, go, oh, yeah, it's, I see that. And if that ever happened, if anything ever pressure, I would just act like it's true. In here? Now? Well, that's, that's fine, but what we're talking about is when there's something in the world pressing on you and pushing on you and very real pressure, what's it trying to get you? This isn't fake, okay? This isn't, oh, you've read faith books, so, okay, it works this way with you. Nothing will touch you. It doesn't work that way. Satan We'll try to take anybody out he can. So when the pressure is on and there's real things you're walking through, 
now. What do we do? Something different? No. Then is when we act on the Word like we've seen in the Word and act like the Word that we've seen and light has come and faith has come. Now's the time to exercise it. Oh, I see the weight sitting there. Now we're picking it up and we're feeling the resistance. Well, what's the temptation? That's too hard. I'm not, what? Act like the word is true now? But this, but this, but this. What is happening right then? Looking at the natural. Looking, walking by sight. That's the fight. Not now. Not when it's just calm. When that stuff is trying to push you out, then saying, no, no. It'll be fine. It's okay. Brother Hagin tells the story. Actually, I've heard Pastor Hagin tell the story from his perspective. When he was a kid, I think he was 16 or 17, he tells it, but heard Brother Hagin tell about things where he was believing for finances and it wasn't there. And uh, they, were, they were out of money. And they, they were speaking somewhere, and they went out with the pastor, got a good meal, like on a Sunday, and then I think they, they ate uh, after, the me- after the meeting, like on the Sunday night. But then they were out of groceries, and they, nobody knew that. And Pastor Hagen's, you know, Brother Hagen's son, Kenneth E. Hagen's senior son, who's Pastor uh, Hagen now, um, was 16 or 17. Well, you know he's hungry. And it went for several days. And Brother Hagin's like, no, we're not telling anybody. We believe, three days, we believe, we're believing God. And, it, and he said, he heard his dad say, well, you know, what are we going to do? We're going to act like God's word's true. Well, it's a whole lot different than it, you telling the story and you actually going through where there is no food, there's pressure on, and what, what are you going to do? We're going to act like God's word's true. What does that mean? Money's coming in. Groceries will be here. And so it went day after day. Finally, this guy pulled up, and he had a whole truckload of groceries. And um, Brother Hagin said, there it is. And they, they start unloading. And Pastor Hagin said, you never seen somebody unload groceries faster in your life. He said he was bringing everything in and helping prepare it. And this guy came up and said, he goes, Brother Hagin, I know you don't need groceries. I know, I know you don't need anything. But I, I felt like I was supposed to get groceries three days ago. But I was like, Brother Hagen doesn't need any groceries. He doesn't need anything. And he goes, this morning or today, it got so bad that I just had to go get the groceries and bring it. I know you probably don't need them, but here you go. And Brother Hagen said, he just said, well, thank you. Didn't say anything about it. Thank you. Thank you for bringing them. And God met their need. But God was already dealing with somebody before. But the point is, you can hear that story and go, well, if it were me, I'd just do what Brother Hagin did. Okay. The exercise comes in the next time we have pressure is to do what the Word said and just stay steady and act on the Word and not let it be up here. See, it's easy for it to be up here until it pushes around. Then it's easy to, to, to give into the, the flesh. But all we have to do is act like the Word of God is true. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I know that verse. Okay. 
Well, when the, when the pressure's on, then that's when we say, God gives us a victory. So what would be acting like the Word of God is true? If you know you're going to win, is there any reason to get upset? If you know you're going to win, is there any reason to fret or to tell somebody how bad it is? If you know you're healed, is there any reason to start getting down about it? What would be acting like it's true? If I got the victory, I'm calm. I'm okay. What is that? That's exercising the word. That's when it becomes reality. See, if we say, oh yeah, I believe that, until we get a pressure and then we don't do it, we lost. We got knocked right out of it. When we talk about the good fight of faith, it is the fight of, to stay in faith when there is something pushing. Amen? 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Thanks be to God who always... I mean, that's, I love that verse. But we can say, oh, I love that verse. We can sing songs about it. Go, oh, he, he gives us the victory, and oh, it's awesome, and shout, and you know, the bass is playing, and the drums, and keyboard, and ooh, it's awesome. Until I get a little bit of a push, and then I'm like, what? What, what is this? This isn't, the way, this isn't the song. This isn't who I watch. What's going on? We just, right then, the exercise is like, oh, I tried to lift the 10 pounds. Man, that's heavy. But looking at it and saying, oh, I could, I could lift the 200. I could bench press 200, 300. No problem. They did it. I heard it. We're good. 10 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Well, what is that? We need to walk and act like the Word of God is true. 1 Peter 5, verse 6 says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for he cares for you. Verse 7 in the Amplified Classic, my favorite version of this scripture says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Okay, if this is true, then in the middle of something pressure, putting pressure on us, in the middle of walking through tribulation, less than desirable circumstance, if we believe that He cares for me affectionately and cares about me watchfully, then what am I going to be doing? The first part of this verse. Casting the whole of my care, all my anxieties, all my worries, all my concerns on Him, why? He cares for me. Now, if I believe that He cares for me, and I believe He cares for me affectionately and about me watchfully, then what am I doing? I'm saying, I'm going to act like the Word's true. He cares for me, so I'm not worrying about it. I'm going to relax, like we talked about in the other series. We cast our care on Him. We let Him do something about it. What's our job? God, you got this. I believe. What's my job? Trust you. Believe you. I don't have to get out there and fight. Satan's already been defeated. I don't have to get. I don't have to work and struggle. What is my What is my role? God, I believe you. You love me. I believe you care for me. I believe you're good. I believe you're working. And so, what am I doing? I'm relaxing. Act like the word's true. What is that? That's faith. That's exercising our faith. See, Satan can't 
push us. And he can try to push it, but he can't get you off if we stay there. The faith life is the most beautiful life in the world, and it is the, God, the life God wants us to live. Walking in faith. Walking like God's word is true. It blesses the Lord when we trust Him. The Romans 1.17 says, The just shall live by faith. Shall live by faith. What does that mean? We're going to do what we need to do in faith. We're going to walk in faith. We're going to act like God's word is true. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. This is what we're called to as Christians, is to walk in faith. If we're walking in faith, that means we're not acting and walking by what we see, by what we feel. We're going to act like what we believe is true, not in, in, in reality. We're going to, in the middle of the challenge, act like God's word is true. We act faith. We talk faith. Our actions and our words must agree that we are a believer. We're believers. Amen. Jeremiah 1.12, we'll close with this. It says, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. In the Amplified it says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. All we need to do is simply act on the word. It's not struggling or crying or worrying. It is acting on what God has spoken that brings results. Amen.